0: That's right, you heard it here first, Trevor Story, that's all we're talking about. We're going to talk about some other things, but that's the most important thing. We're just, I don't even, I don't even, that's my intro. I don't, I don't need to build it. Spencer, how are you? You're, I, I don't even care that you're here. It's Trevor Story Day. Let's go. Oh, you, don't,
1: you don't care? Wow. Okay. I, mean, I do well, care. I need somebody to talk about it with. That's true. Um, dude, it, it's, uh, it's baseball season. Last time we podcasted, it wasn't baseball season. The lockout was, was still going. Season. It literally broke the next day. So, now we have baseball. Not only do we have baseball, we have an undefeated Red Sox team right now. doesn't matter That's that it's spring training. Haven't lost. Uh, and we got Trevor Story. So, let's fucking go. It's it's time.
0: It's just, like, it's awesome. Like you said. Like it's it, it, You know, it's funny because, like, you can go from, like, the doom and gloom of, like, two weeks ago of, like, I don't know if there's going to be season. What's going to happen? Like, oh, it's crazy. On the cusp. And, like, now it's, like, it's march 22nd so what that makes us nine about a little more than two weeks away from opening day so we'll probably podcast Incredible. like two times and then we'll have opening day uh i just like and, and you know what like it's crazy because you know we also haven't talked since the flurry of like free agency which you know everyone thought was so gonna happen just happened so right? much <laughs> it, but it i mean it's it's crazy uh you know so all right but it's we gotta insane. talk we, We'll talk about the other stuff. There's a lot to talk about, but we'll start with Trevor's story. First Gotta and foremost, um, how how significant, you know, and it's funny because I know I was against it when we were talking about it in the offseason in terms of all the guys. I know this was what you wanted. Um, so I'm going to obviously let you lead off. I'm not going to say that you were right, but you did seem to make a, a fairly reasonable call. So how do you feel about this? Well,
1: game? like, I'd love to take a victory lap here, and I will, but... Um I feel like neither of us was like really banging the drum for Trevor Story. Like we talked about a lot of guys and, and we we had a whole podcast where we talked about under the radar guys that we wanted. Um and I think we both kind of were like, well, you know, Trevor Story would be cool, but we don't think that's realistic. He's probably going at the Yankees. Um and then I don't know, once we got back from the lockout just kind of evaluating who was left out there. I was like, fuck it, let's go get Trevor Story. Like I, obviously Carlos Correa is, is the better player, but I hate his attitude and like that would bother me rooting for him. Yes. Um, so I was like, let's get Trevor Story. I also want to say a Suzuki. Um, so that was kind of sad, but uh, yeah, I mean, Trevor Story just fits this team so well and he would fit it better if he was starting shortstop, but uh. Reading, um, I think it was Dan Zemborski wrote the piece uh, for Fangraphs. And he was saying, it might not have been Dan Zemborski. I'm sorry to whoever did actually write it. It's not him. Uh, but he basically said that the, the difference in Trevor Story playing second rather than shifting blowgrows to second was three runs. Like three runs in the whole season. Not three wins, three runs. So it, it really doesn't make that big of a difference because he's going to be a much better defender at second base than shortstop. Um, and that's going to, you know, make up for that, for that difference. And plus you would think that having him at second makes life easier for Xander at short. He doesn't have to, um, make as many plays to his left. So, you know, he hits dingers. Like he's going to pepper the green monster as like Manny did and, and like, uh, like JD has. So, um, I mean, it's huge. It lengthens our lineup, and it it helps us keep up. Like we, you know, went to the ALCS last year, but since then, other teams are trying to catch up to us. The Blue Jays have made so many incredible moves. Um, You know, the Twins are making moves. The Yankees have made some moves. We can talk about them later. Um, The Rays haven't made moves, but the Rays are always going to be good because they're the Rays. So it's it's huge. And I didn't expect this. I hoped for it, you know, like you said, but I I definitely didn't expect it until. The day it happened. I spe- and I didn't believe it when Bob Nightingale announced it. So Yeah. You know,
0: and it's funny because I feel like, you know, different franchises have different, you know, expectations and bars, obviously, like, because, you know, nobody for the Pirates was expecting the Pirates to make any exciting splashy moves. But for Boston, it's, it's expected. And it felt like these last couple seasons, I mean, you saw it on Red Sox Twitter. You know, everyone's calling bloom a cheapskate. Everyone's saying, you know, he's never going to spend – what I like about what Heimbloom does is he, I feel like he waits for the move. And he was waiting for the market to kind of flush out and to get to get a deal. You know, he's not going to overpay for anybody. He's going to get what he thinks is value and for what's going to fit. You know, it, it like you said, it's maybe not the perfect fit. But like you said, you can slide him in at second base. And then, I mean, the thing to me is just the lineup. You know, you're going to have... Fangraphs is projecting at two, three, four, five it to go Devers, Bogarts, J.D., Story. That's, that's, that's ridiculous. That's a scary middle of the lineup. And, you know, obviously the significant part of that is, you, you know, when you have another guy who's an all-star and, and the best player on any team by themselves, any of those three guys would go be the best player on a lot of teams in baseball. And yep. now, you, you know, you can't pitch around – Rafi Devers because Bogarts is coming up you can't pitch around Bogarts because then you got JD coming up and then you know and and it's just and then all of a sudden you know you have Kike batting in the leadoff spot and if he can replicate what he did at the back half of last year from the leadoff spot I mean that's just that's a lot of runs and that you know like you said defensive question marks aside you're not as worried because you know this was the team that had the most comeback wins in baseball last year and they're going to be able to do more of that because they can score runs at any time.
1: Yeah, the middle of the lineup is crazy now. It's ridiculous. Um and yeah, I mean it was it was getting down to it. He and Michael Conforto were like the last free agents left on the board that were like, These are, you know, actually good players and Conforto yep. has a lot sketchier history than, than Trevor Story exactly. does. So it kinda got to the point where it was like, Okay, Heim, like this you gotta make this move or we or we do nothing while the Blue Jays are are loading up and you have the Yankees in the race. So I was surprised that Bloom actually did it. I was, I don't know if he felt the pressure. I don't know if ownership came in a little bit here and said, you know, we see other teams making moves. We got to make a move. I hope that's not the case. I hope they let him do his thing. And it's, it's a reasonable contract. It's $23 million a year. It's not going to kill you. It's the Red Sox. Like we, we should be able to sign whoever we want. There's so much money coming off the books next year. And for the next few years after that. So, you know, there's, we said at the beginning of the off season that there was room to add big contracts this off season. Uh, You got JD coming off and and Nate possibly Bogarts. And that's another thing is that this gives us insurance if Bogarts leaves after the season. Um, So yeah, the only thing that worries me, there's one thing that worries me. That's his elbow last year. I don't know if you've seen that. um, He basically played through an elbow injury that, you know, he, he took, I don't know, like a week off and then he came back and he was like, no, I'm good. And, and he didn't seem good. So uh, I hope that that's healed over the off season. He didn't have surgery. So I hope that that's not a recurring thing, you know?
0: Yeah. You know, it's, it's interesting because, you know, obviously since analytics has come in, I feel like teams do a lot of homework on on injuries, On you know, it, it's like you're taking calculated risks. And so I'd like yeah. to, you know, It'll be interesting to see because obviously, you know, we see the Chris Sale deal so far for what it's been and his injury problems and obviously things could change for Brogan that. It's fucking broken
1: rib, man. Pisses me yeah. off. <laughs> I mean, it's just like oh, sorry, it's... rib cartilage. Yeah. Listen, I didn't like, even break a whole rib.
0: Homie's such a skinny motherfucker. All it takes <laughs> is for him to throw and break a rib. Like, damn. Like. Yeah. But I fragile
1: skinny ass.
0: And, I mean, listen, we'll talk about the rotation in a minute because that's definitely going to be um, a discussion. I feel like that's more of the, the thing to talk about going into the season than the lineup. But yeah, with this Trevor Story deal, right, I, this is, like, I feel like the big thing because you, you mentioned it, the Toronto Blue Jays have been – the Toronto Blue Jays are going for it. And if I were a betting man, which I am, I would bet mm-hmm. for them to win the AL East right now. Obviously, yep. the AL East is going to be tough. I probably wouldn't bet the AL East. That just fucking – Scares the shit out of me. They're gonna beat the fuck out of each other. But where does this put the Red Sox in the AL East? Because obviously, I, I think the Blue Jays are still one. But you know, where do you see them in terms of? I I would put the Yankees at four, but I'm not quite sure. I you can't ever put out the Rays, and I I feel like the Rays are are still the two in that division.
1: Yeah, I mean the the Rays, like you said, you can never count them out, and they're always gonna do better than the projections say. You know. Um, because they know how to manage um, their roster through a season so um, yeah I mean Shane Boz just got hurt and I don't know who's going to start games for the Rays I mean I guess you never know who's going to start games for the Rays but that yeah. makes me knock them down a little bit the Yankees suck so they're definitely four um, and yeah I had the Blue Jays one before the Trevor Story signing and I probably still have them one. Matt Chapman is huge for them I mean he's an elite defender and and he's had, you know, some ups and downs with the bat, kind of like Trevor Story, honestly. But he's way better defender than Story is, and so that you know automatically adds value there. Plus, they you know have have shored up other areas of their team. They signed Kevin Gosman, and you know they had they added Barrios at the deadline last year. Their bullpen is still a question mark for me. I I remember that they did sign bullpen guys before the lockout. I don't remember who they are at this point, but I know they did sign bullpen guys. So um yeah they're yeah, i got you, know, you. i got you cover and... right here okay
0: yeah they signed uh they signed Yimi garcia that's that's the one signing that was pre-lockout that's and the they one signed andrew vasquez after yep that was it
1: huh okay never mind i'm not as confident in that bullpen um
0: <laughs> yeah jordan Romano is so the closer right now
1: so that, yeah so i guess that's kind of where i still question kind of what the blue jays are their rotation is a lot more solid at this point than ours is. I would say at this point, so yes, that's where they have the edge. And I think overall their lineup's probably deeper. But they did lose Semyon, so like, you know, you kind of forget that they lost Semyon when they added Chapman, and it's been a while yeah, think, since Semyon left. But
0: but also like, I mean, he was unbelievable. I mean, he had one of the greatest power years for a second baseman ever.
1: Yeah, Matt uh, Chapman would be hard pressed to replicate that kind of season. You know?
0: Yeah, so, I mean, listen, you know, I do appreciate, like, the Blue Jays understand, you know, they went and got guys like George Springer before, but they have this young core, and they're they're putting guys around it. They understand this is their window, and again, in, in the AL East, you can't afford to just, you know, hope that you're good enough. Even in an expanded postseason, you need to go and get guys, you know? It's not, it's not like the AL yeah. Central, where, you know, you can kind of... Put together a, a little bit above average team and probably finish second in the division. I mean, imagine if being an AL Central.
1: It'd be great. <laughs>
0: I, it would be. Oh, uh, I mean, like you know, it's funny because like I look at like the Twins and I know the Twins made a lot of moves, but you know, the Twins only made a lot of moves because that division's just. I mean, it's the White Sox right now. That's that's it. I mean, I know that the Tigers yeah. are also out there going for it, but you know, the Guardians aren't really. You know, your how's Shane Bieber no, going to be? No man's back? Yeah. So, it's just, um, I mean, it'll be fun. I, you know, what's, what's cool about it is, you know, we're going to, all year, it'll be, it'll be like last year when we were talking about, you know, ah, oh, the Red Sox are winning, you know, they're, or I'm going to get too excited and say, you know, they're destined to win the division and you're going to be like, settle down, you know, the Rays are still the Rays and the Blue Jays are scoring 25 runs per game. But don't worry, we're better than the Orioles and the Yankees because the Yankees are a mess.
1: I would, I would be more inclined to believe in this team being in first place this year than I was last year yeah um because I I don't know maybe we'll get to June and the Rays look like a fucking steamroller again that that's probably gonna happen but you know I, I have the right to change my mind at that point but um yeah I mean I feel that this team is more solid that there's more you can bet on this year than last year
0: yes no I you know Last year was and last year was fun because I felt like you had a lot of guys that came up that you didn't expect to be really great. Like you know you had stretches of Christian Arroyo being really fun. You had Jose Iglesias yeah. in September, um, but Hunter yeah, Renfro like
1: he was really oh, yeah. fucking good. Um, I'm, gonna, P.K. I'm gonna
0: miss that guy. I'm gonna miss the fuck out of that guy.
1: Yeah. See, <laughs> can we talk about our outfield for a second? Who's who's playing <laughs> right field? Uh, hold on. Jackie? Let me let me yeah Jackie uh, Bradley Jr. Yeah, the guy with <laughs> a. F- 500-something OPS last year? Yep. So, okay. yeah, the outfield right now
0: will be at yeah, center, uh, Verdugo in left, and, yeah, Jackie Bradley, um, who, as of right now, projected by Fangraphs, will platoon with uh, non-roster invites, so not even really officially on the roster yet, Rob Refsnyder.
1: Oh, please, God, no. Oh, God, no. <laughs>
0: what? Uh- yeah, that's, that's what, I mean, listen, no that's way. what Vanguard has. So, I, I, you know, this isn't me. This is, I'm trying I, to see. I
1: what really do they hope Jaren Duran's good this year, dude. I really I think, hope he takes that job.
0: I Yeah, I'm really, I, you
1: you gotta hope so. If mean, it's not Jaren Duran, then it is Jackie. And that. Yep. I mean, I love Jackie, don't get me wrong. But hey, I don't love, like, um, current you're day Jackie.
0: You're forgetting one guy who's still in the minor oh, league system. Franchie oh. Cordero.
1: Oh fuck.
0: <laughs> I uh oh my god. Don't I, forget his know, one
1: home run last year.
0: Yep, where he just smacked the shit out of the ball. Uh yep, he ran on. into one. Let's, uh hold on. Jaron Duran. Uh he is I know it's only been five uh spring training games and about nine at bats, but he is uh four for nine in spring training so far. Jaron Duran. Oh yeah. That means he's uh, gonna a dri- be a
1: stud. That's there we go. I mean. if you're
0: wondering, Jeter Downs is one for eight. That's a 125 average.
1: That sounds about right. Hot start. Hot start for Jeter <laughs> yes. Downs. Yeah, but yeah, listen. use our infield depth. That's that's kind of scary. Yeah. So all right, this is a,
0: actually a good a transition. We'll we'll talk about you know we're in spring training, obviously this condensed whatever. You're not gonna. You're not. It's interesting because obviously there's a lot of there's different things you're going to want to see. It, you're going to want to see, you know, is is Jaron Duran going to be that guy? Are we going to have him come up initially? Are you, is, you, know, are you going to see how Jackie Bradley, are you going to try and maybe go with Rob Refside? Are you going to say, hey, listen, you know, we're in on you, Jaron Duran. We like what we see so far. You know, same with pitching. You have got, you know, with Chris Salehurt, you have a couple guys that potentially are trying to make their case for the fifth starter spot. You know, you've seen Michael Walker's name, come up as a guy who seems to want to, you know, have that redemption and get another shot. And Boston seems to like what they've seen from him so far. There's also Garrett Whitlock who, you know, Boston's going to try and, you know, stretch out, do different things with this year, Um, potentially get into a starter role. Same with Tanner Houck. You know, you saw him getting starts, but they weren't very long. You were going to get him, you know, cut off after five innings. Um, He had that no hitter at the end of the season against Washington last year. So uh, just give me your, you know, what are you, looking for right now going into spring training and seeing all these guys what's your what's your number one storyline
1: i gotta tell you sam i'm a little bit scared about the rotation i'm a little bit scared i mean bit. i don't think chris Sale's going to be out that long it sounds like no. he shouldn't be i mean it's it not his first arm. a couple it's weeks
0: of the season yeah
1: and you know nate was nails last year and he's healthy so far so that's good um nick pavetta threw what like three perfect innings or something like that in his first start so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm excited for him and, yeah, I mean, Hauk is, you know, really intriguing to me. I hope that he can grow off of what he did last year. I think, you know, he got better as last year went. There was so much going on for him last year. He was going up and down. Uh, you remember him being optioned, like, so many times. And yeah. Alex, every time Alex Gore was like, oh, he'll come back. And I was like, dude, can you, like, let him stay up for a little bit? Mm-hmm. And then you have um, some question marks. So, I guess, you know, those question marks are probably Michael Waka and Rich Hill. Rich I'm Hill, not, that's, that's
0: the one I forgot, yep.
1: Not particularly excited about either of those. I mean, I think Michael Waka had some interesting uh, interesting peripherals last year, like his FIP and stuff like that. So he might be somebody that the Red Sox can experiment with, you know? Yeah. And, you know, they, they did some of that last year with Hauk and with Whitlock and Adam Onovino last year. So, you know, I think that has potential to be interesting. I hope he's not the next Garrett Richards. That would suck. <laughs> um, and then I think I'd rather leave Whitlock where he is right now in the bullpen. He was so good last year. You know, you don't want to fuck that up. But maybe he can go more often than last year because he was really kind of handled with kid gloves last year. He was, you know, held back to pitching every couple of days. So I would, I guess we're rolling with Rich Hill and Michael Waka to start out. It seems like. Nate, Pavetta, and are lined up for the Yankee series to start off. And um, yeah, I mean, Connor Siebold, I guess, is our guy waiting in the wings there. I haven't heard much about him. I don't think any of our pitchers are dead yet, so that's good. (laughs) No. uh, I mean, a lot of guys die this time of year, so we don't have any dead guys yet.
0: No. Uh, And listen, I mean, that's good, especially considering, you know, we went from the lockout where everyone's on their own to a shortened spring training uh, you know, we saw it from the shortened 2020 season where it was a rash of injuries and it was right from the get-go it was a rash. Of, I mean, obviously it was a 60 game season. Um, so like you something said that- we
1: should also just take note of is uh, we appreciate the Red Sox players for not getting in motorcycle accidents over the lockout.
0: <laughs> Listen, uh, <laughs> I consider the the Padres, you know, losers of the off season because they seem to be in on all these guys they didn't get, but then also you lose Fernando Tatis for three months lots uh, else yeah no not luke voight
1: so that's cool <laughs> remember when
0: he was the home run king of a shortened season
1: yeah that meant something right
0: yeah uh he, yeah i mean you know the yankees appreciated it so much that they put him in the lineup so much last year
1: yeah yeah that's what happened right uh-huh Everyone, that.
0: they were really sad when they let him go luke voight everyone's really sad yeah uh, listen I'd love to see anyone leave the Yankees and be good. But
1: Oh yeah, he's gonna win an NL MVP this year. That's for it. Sure. absolutely. Look it in.
0: him and Freddie Freeman just going head to head. That's that's oh, yeah. actually what I'm in on, you know. Those Padres Dodgers games, you thought they were good last year, just wait for Luke Boyd versus Freddie Freeman. <laughs> I Get you
1: ready. know li- uh M right. promos.
0: That listen, it writes itself. You don't you don't even need a promo. It's just there. Like yeah, yeah. come on. Uh but yeah, I want to talk about get Whitlock because I agree with you on the fact that I loved what they did with him last year. I, you know, I love the whole idea of is, you know, we don't have to have guys be a starter or reliever. We can have some guys be in between and that's what he was, you know, you, you need him, you know, your it was starter so gets helpful. It was I, like you said. Yeah. You know, your starter gets chased. You know, you don't have to worry about you know, telling a starter, Hey, we need you to get another inning out of this we're going to pull you before it gets too bad because Garrett Whitlock's going to come in he's going to shut it down and he's going to keep us in the game i mean you know we're talking yeah. about how good the offense was in terms of having comebacks but having a guy like Garrett Whitlock to you know do you know give you 2 3 sometimes 4 innings in the middle of a game you know that and especially you know in long stretches of games where you're getting double headers or you're having long extra inning games and you know you need a guy that's going to eat some innings so other guys can get rest like you said if they can go and say, "Hey, we don't want you as a starter. We want you as the guy that all the starters are gonna find in the dugout between uh, fucking games and just fucking giving you a handshake for saving their asses." And the relievers are the other relievers are gonna appreciate you because they don't have to go, you know, six straight nights. So yeah. hey, you know, I, I, it's just to me, and it's like to find those guys is so hard. Find guys that can come in in the middle of a game, not ha- you know, go through the whole warm up, see guys through the lineup multiple times. Um, and be able to just be able to do what he did and to do it so well. I mean, he had an ERA below 2 in outings that were longer than an inning, which yeah. was the best in baseball. Nobody uh, nobody could do what Garrett Whitlock did.
1: That's the thing is that he was so good at it. And it's mm-hmm. it's not easy to find a guy that can do that role that well. So exactly. when you have it, I don't know that you want to give it up like like that. Yeah. But yeah. you know what um what one Thing could help us at this time when our rotation's kind of thin, Sam. What's that? Um, if we had a guy named uh, Eduardo Rodriguez, wouldn't that ah, make you feel a little I, bit more secure in our rotation right now? That guy, I would. Yeah. I would, in fact, very much like that guy. I mean, I'm, all, I'm all hype for Trevor Story right now, but uh, I am still not forgiving Haim for letting Erod go. Um, it's, for, it's not for forgiven him yet. Him
0: go for you know yep. like w- that is an important if thing we were to gonna about-
1: go over the cbt threshold anyway
0: yes you know yes and you know that's a good point and that's a very interesting storyline to follow not only for the boston red sox and how they'll do without eduardo rodriguez but how eduardo rodriguez does you know because obviously oh, yeah w- watching him and watching him being successful you're gonna just feel that much fucking worse about not keeping him because again the guys that they signed to replace him in the rotation are Michael Waka, Rich Hill, and then, you know, a guy we, we won't see till the mid to end of the year in James Paxton.
1: Uh, oh, yeah, I forget and, about him, too.
0: I know, and we're going to constantly forget about him until he, yeah. you know, we start hearing, and it, you know, it's not going to be like a Chris Sale where you're going to constantly hearing about rehab. It's going to be like, Nesson will give you like a mention on like a slow night. And you will be yes. like, ah, yeah, James Paxton. But, oh, yeah, you know we it, have him. And that could be something that the Red Sox, you know, becomes sneaky valuable come the postseason if he ends up coming out and being really productive. Um, but like you said, we're not really worried about that at this moment. We're worried about what this rotation is going to look like. And, you know, it's interesting because – Obviously, it was a concern, but it's an even more pressing concern starting the season without Chris Sale because it gives you that first taste of, okay, you know, this is what happens in a 162-game season is that injuries happen. And the Red Sox don't really have, like, you know, there's not a lot of depth in that rotation unless you can get all of these guys to contribute. And I don't know how I feel about a, you know, 42-year-old Rich Hill contributing all year. And part of me feels like that's why you go and get a bunch of those guys, why you get a Paxton, why you get a Rich Hill. You almost feel like all right, Rich Hill's going to be really good for the first half and then he's going to wear down because he's 42 and then we're going to slide in Paxton. But that's a perfect world, right? That's a perfect right. world where James Paxton comes back and contributes and that's a perfect world where Rich Hill out of the gate at 42 can still contribute at a major league level.
1: Yeah, and it's, uh, it's a tough look that they made Erod go out there every fifth day last year with that terrible defense behind him, uh, mm-hmm. where his FIP was excellent and his ERA was terrible because of bad defense. I mean, you know, there's other mm-hmm. reasons, but mostly because of bad defense. And yep. then what does Haim do is he he gets Jackie Bradley Jr. and Trevor Story and upgrades their yep. defense and lets Erod mm-hmm. go. But that's yep. a tough look.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, no, and especially
0: after what he did in the postseason last year, where he was awesome you know he was he was great he really helped carry the load and was was very you know key in the red sox getting to the alcs
1: he did but he also jinxed us by tapping his wrist so
0: yeah listen you know (laughs) it's fine because we at least we you know didn't go get carlos correa who would have been doing the same shit so who did do the same shit i'm glad
1: we didn't get him that would have been that would have been tough now
0: so all right but you know free agency as a whole because i feel like You know, obviously that was, to me, that was the biggest surprise was Carlos Correa going to Minnesota. Um, yeah, I, I understand, you know, I, I do, I love the structure of the deal. I love the structure of, you know, betting on yourself, a high AV opt out. So if you do better, you know, you're going to be able to go and get more money. But if you don't, you know, you can still make your $32 million or whatever. That's fucking great for him, man. Good shit. Um, but who are your winners and losers of free agency?
1: Um, Dodgers big winners. Big winners. Um, uh, that's
0: like, yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, getting Freeman added to that lineup is is crazy. You know, all it adds is money. They Didn't have to give up prospects or anything like that. And it's weird. It seems like a weird situation that went down there with him and Atlanta, and just it seems like bad communication. Yeah, was going yeah, hearing on there because the like, it sounds like. The Braves either offer just as much, if not more, basically money than the Dodgers did. If it was, you know, it was shorter years, but you know, the same amount of money that that just seems confusing to me. But um, yeah, the Dodgers and sneaky win of the offseason. Well, actually, I don't know. It's probably not even that sneaky. The Mariners they got so much better. Um, you know, they got Robbie Ray before, and they got Adam Frazier. And then they made, you know, a big move. Jerry Depoto woke up ready to transact, and he transacted. <laughs> and uh, he got, you know, Jesse Winker and uh, Eugenio Suarez. I think that's how you pronounce his first you name. You nailed it. Yep, you nailed it. Hell Hell yeah. it. So, and he's he's definitely due for a bounce back. He can't be worse than he was the last two years. That's kind of yeah. how I look at it. But Jesse Winker's a stud. So. Oh, my know, God. Yeah. They get better offensively. Everybody kind of linked them to Chris Bryant. Um, that's not the route that they took, but I I think I like what they did better because it gives them more long term flexibility, mm-hmm. and which we um, know Jerry loves. You know,
0: he loves long term flexibility. Yeah, exactly.
1: And instead of locking in, you know, a guy like Bryant at at left field or something like that long term, you know, Kelnick and Julio Rodriguez get time to uh, to come up and take those spots in the next couple of years. So, um, yeah, big winners. Seattle
0: Mariners. Yeah, I mean, listen, and you, you got to also talk about the fact that, you know, for them, uh, you got to think Jared Kelnick comes up and does better than his start. He finished so oh, strong he totally after will. he totally was will. being non-existent. Um, Abraham Toro looked like a man possessed as soon as he got to Seattle from Houston. Um, so I'm excited to see more of what he does.
1: Yeah, um, I think he's going to be a good and, player.
0: So, you know, like you said, there there's a couple guys that, you know, and it's interesting because they're, they're, they're good dudes on the Mariners that I feel like people don't talk about just because the Mariners haven't been relevant in 22 years. Yeah. So, I'm you know, it'll be exciting cuz when they were when they were good last year and when they were in the running, people were showing up to that ballpark at T-Mobile. Oh yeah, it, and was, it was, was last loud. year. And I mean, I, you know, it it gave me hints of Toronto back in 15 when they went and got too low and David Price and everyone was all excited. Obviously That's that team point. you know, met the hype a little bit more, but this is the city that wants a good baseball team, man. I mean, they lost their basketball team, their football, team's <laughs> their now, football team, and their football team's terrible. Now. So it's yeah. like you know, this is a perfect time for Seattle to go and, and be great. And they've always loved that team, man. I mean, watching you know Felix Hernandez's last game. I mean, these are these are it's a good fan base. So I, you know, part of me, I you know, I did. I, I mean, in my perfect world last year. You know, the Yankees would have missed the playoffs and the Mariners would have slid in in that last spot. And even if we knocked them in the wild card game, I would have been like, good for Seattle. They would have had something, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. But... I mean, you can't hate the Mariners, you know? You can't hate them. No. <laughs> you know, yeah. Because yeah, they haven't made the playoffs in so long. And no. you'd much rather them make the playoffs than the Astros. Yeah. Uh, um. You know, mm-hmm. the only other thing that you'd want out of that division is to see Otani and Trout in the playoffs together. Yep. So and that's it. Um. So yeah, you know, there's but... room for that. We can knock the Yankees out of the playoffs, and you know, the Rays. You know, fuck them. They, they had their chance. So yeah, get give us the Blue Jays, the Sox, the White Sox, um, the Mariners, and the wait. Is there one more? The Angels and who else? Um. How many okay, did let, you name? Let the Rays back in. I guess. Fuck it.
0: Yeah, there you go. The Ra- you know, the Rays are at least interesting, right? Because yeah. we gotta keep
1: remembering there's an extra playoff spot this year.
0: Yeah, that's gonna be uh I mean Hate it'll that. be good. Yeah. Uh yeah. Listen I mean, it's good uh, for us.
1: Like, let's be real, yeah. it's good for us. But Oh, in the AL East, yeah, yeah. you're gonna yeah. feel a
0: lot more comfortable when maybe you have a bad stretch than you would have previously. Definitely. I mean it bumps your odds notably um when it happens. So but Definitely. you know all right. So another team that I I actually really like what they did, and it, it's because it was kind of a hybrid of what they did last year. But on so uh, the Giants, and I think okay, I love yeah. Farhan Zaidi. Um, obviously, you know, big signing going to get Carlos Rodon, but I like that deal because it's a it's a two year deal, two years, oh, $34 dollars. Yeah, um, for two years. And yeah, yeah, absolutely. You you keep Brandon Belt, who was you know the team's you know fake designated captain last year. You know that's a he and he was great. I mean, he had a career year. I don't. He he won't replicate that. Obviously, no. Um It'd be great if he did. But he's you know he's a great clubhouse guy. So it's absolutely worth keeping him on a you know one year qualifying offer deal. Great. He wanted to be there too. Um, they went and brought back Di Sclafani. They brought back Alex Wood. They bring in Alex Cobb from the Angels. Um, and then they go get you know Carlos Martinez and Jacob Junis. You know they they love bringing in those
1: such cheap good pitchers. under the radar moves, dude. Like Carlos Martinez, yeah. I would have loved to see him come to the Red Sox on a Waka than Waka and Rich Hill, probably.
0: Yeah, I mean the fact he that he used I mean, to be exactly. so so good. Yeah, and so you know for you know the Giants, it's the whole idea and that's you know that's how they found success last year was they got all these on cheap. Matt Boyd, they got year, Matt Boyd deal. too. Yes, on a one-year, five-million-dollar deal like that. I mean, I remember at the yeah, uh, what was it? Yeah. Uh, which is great. You know, Josh Peterson, he's the ultimate, you know, platoon guy, but he comes in and he'll, you know, he'll go mash when you need him to mash. That's, you know. I love so. how
1: Zayedi running that team right now. Absolutely. They're going to get to the point where they're like the Dodgers. Like it's not there yes. yet. And it's crazy no. that they were good as good as they were last year. But mm-hmm. you know, that process, you can tell that it's there, that it's building like that. Yeah. I mean, I don't know no. who their prospects are really outside of Joy Bart, obviously, but, um, yeah. Yeah, they're going to spend that big money eventually. Like, you know, the Mookie Betts contract, the Freddie Freeman contract, they're going to get to that mm-hmm. point.
0: Yeah, which, again, you know, what's interesting is, you know, the NL, NL West is going to eventually start to shape up like the AL East is. And, you know, it's the same thing where, you know, these other teams are kind of learning how to manage how to go for it. And it makes it really exciting. I mean, because, you know, even though the Padres were an incredible disappointment last year, um you know you gotta think hopefully i mean i don't know now that you've lost tatis for three months that kind of hurts you um but you gotta you know they're still gonna be a team especially again an expanded playoff helps them huge immensely because of the fact that you know for them if they can still hang around and be competitive which they will be i i really i'd I think they still have enough guys to go and be competitive. Michael Mike Clevenger comes back this year. Um, yeah. That'll be interesting Too much to talent see.
1: on that team for them to not be yeah. competitive. I mean,
0: they were, yeah, because that's the thing. Is, you, know, you can look at last year, but last year was a letdown. I mean, there's so many guys that underperformed. And, you and know, Tati yeah. struggled to stay healthy. And, you know, him and Machado were going at it in the dugout. And blah, blah, blah. But, yeah, um, that'll be fun. And, I mean,
1: I think, I think uh, Bob Melvin – uh as, oh uh, my god snow. i didn't
0: even think about that that
1: like that's their biggest free agent acquisition
0: or trade Honestly. or whatever you would call it yeah. uh it was getting bob i mean sh- man i'll tell you does it fucking suck to be an athletics fan that's <laughs> the athletics and the reds have to just be like what the fuck happened like bring I mean, back no least, baseball that was better
1: <laughs> at least you can trust billy bean to like make them competitive again because that's yeah. what he does he just goes through cycles yeah. like this but the reds who yikes i mean all both of their trades were just terrible trades, like the Sonny Gray trade, terrible trade. And so I mean, was you the have to like, you
0: have to hope that like Chase Petty becomes like Clayton Kershaw, but uh, like you can't,
1: uh, you can't no, hope that. I, like <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, exactly. That's, and, what that's not a good hope. trade. That's, that's you're getting lucky. You know, that's a bad way to operate a baseball team. Yeah.
0: You know? Yeah. No. So. Uh, I, but that's that's the Reds to a T, man. They just it seems like it seems like they just can't get out of their own way sometimes. Especially it's just well, it's you know their it's owner. Like he sucks. Yeah. yeah. It's the Bobs, man. It's you know, both Bobs and the NL Central don't want to win.
1: Yeah. They're um so effectively wild being effectively wild has uh, come up with the term I don't know if you've listened lately, but they've come up with the term uh nutting for a uh, a team that's selling off. And yep. like basically running their organization in a bad way is they're nutting so yep. t- take that as you will
0: <laughs> yeah I mean listen you know I'm in a lot of group chats with a lot of Pirates fans and you know O'Neill Cruz hit that home run to the moon the other day and the most frequent comment I got was I can't wait to see him play for the Dodgers or the Yankees one day and it's just like, you're like, oh. I I mean, like I mean I would have more ready. faith as a
1: Pirates fan right now than a Reds fan at least no, like absolutely you can, from the day Ben Sherrington has been general manager, you can see that every one of their moves has made sense. It's know? a model. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, so can't say the same for the Reds. New. So, all right. So, we talked about
0: our winners in free agency. Uh, who are your losers of free
1: agency? Um, the New York Yankees uh, yes. would be one of them. Uh, yes. They got Josh Donaldson. Whoopty freaking do. They also got Isaiah kiner Falefa. Whoop de freaking do! They hey, re-nailed that name too. Anthony Rizzo. Thank you. Uh, also known as IKF, according to my Yankees fan uh, friend uh, Scott. Everybody knows Scott. He's been on the podcast before. And there you go. Um, yeah, they re-signed Anthony Rizzo. So so big uh, big deal there. They <laughs> the Yankees are operating like a small market team by trying to stay under the luxury tax and also basically saying, we have a prospect coming in Anthony Volpe and we don't want to block him. But like, that's not how the Yankees should operate. That's not how the Dodgers should operate or the Red Sox. If you have a great prospect, that's great. You'll find a way to put him in. When he forces Mm -hmm. his way to the major leagues, you will find a place to put him. That's how that works. You don't plan for it down the road like the Orioles would or like the Pirates would. Yeah, you go and get the best free agent you can while you can get them, and yep. what they should have done is they should have gone and gotten Carlos Correa or Corey Seager or Trevor Story, and so you know that was part of the reason that the Trevor Story deal was great is because Yankee fans were kind of that was that was their last option they were down to the oh last that was it yeah and they didn't get him so yeah I mean you know, their their rotation is still. Fine, I guess I don't really know who they have behind, behind Garrett Cole and Jameson Tyon so they're you know their bullpens fine they're, they're fine like the Incas are fine but they're not great and they yeah they just kind of made moves to to be and they, they have a bunch of like big old guys that yep. are gonna get hurt like yep. somebody's gonna get hurt whether it's Donaldson who's been hurt you know, more times than he's not the last few years, or Aaron Judge or Stanton or, you know, uh, DJ LeMahieu or something like that. It, mm-hmm. It's going to happen. And I don't see the depth behind those guys. So Well,
0: and especially, like, that's the biggest question mark to me about, you know, basically swapping uh, Gio Urshela for Josh Donaldson is you basically went and got the older model, the 36-year-old model. And yeah, I mean they're
1: definitely different types of players, but yeah, they're both. I don't know, like I don't know how that makes you that much better. I mean, of K- Falafa is definitely a great shortstop, like defensively. Yes. But defensively, he's great. Um, but then you yeah, have yeah. to move. Who, how do you play all these guys at the same time? You know what I'm saying? So yeah, because Gleyber Torres has to play somewhere, right? <laughs>
0: Yeah. So all right. So the Yankees. This is again. So Fangraphs projected starting lineups.
1: Okay.
0: Uh, they have Rizzo leading off at first Bold. base. Uh, Aaron Judge, second, okay. right field. Joey Gallo, left, third. Uh, Giancarlo Stanton at the DH. Josh Donaldson, third base. Glaber at second. Aaron Hicks in center. Kiner Falefa at short. And then Ben. I'm gonna say this wrong. Roarkvet. However, I, I just know he lifts a lot of weights.
1: No, I did yeah, uh, He's he's, uh, he's, jacked. he's jacked.
0: Absolutely. I mean, they they switched the fat mo the fat strikeout model for the young buff model. Yeah. Uh, so,
1: but so I, there's you know, there's a name missing from that lineup. Uh, his name is DJ Lemayhew.
0: Yeah. Uh, so right he, now they have on? him. That, so they have him off on the bench right now.
1: Wouldn't so you rather play him over? Glaber. Glaber, yeah.
0: After the year that Glaber had last Johnson,
1: year? too, probably. I don't know. Uh,
0: I guess the thought is is that you like it's a rotation, right? Like, you know, LeMang yeah. you can really play first, second, third. Dude, you know? imagine
1: still playing Brett Gardner.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean I love <laughs> I love all of like Twitter being like, When are the Yankees gonna re-sign Brett Gardner? Like when's he coming back? Like, let's do yeah. it. Uh but listen, they did bring back so Tim McCastro was... after his brief stay with the Boston Red Sox, so <laughs> Maybe he becomes. That was like,
1: uh, that was tough to see him go. He's a Red Sox legend, but so Red <laughs> Sox for life. Never forget. Is Aaron Hicks healthy now? Is that a thing? Uh, well, allegedly, uh, according to
0: uh, FanGraphs and the internet, okay. saying that he's projected in the lineup. But like you said, but that's
1: like why I don't believe that he's starting in center field. Like he's so fragile. Like it's yeah. got to be Greg Gardner, right? It's gotta be. It's, look, they're just waiting until Aaron Hicks gets
0: hurt, and then they'll bring him back. Yeah, because uh, let's see. Uh, I want you to I want you to give me a guess. All right. Uh, over under in the last three seasons, Aaron Hicks over under 150 games.
1: Last three seasons. Yeah. Under.
0: That is correct. One hundred and forty five.
1: Yeah, because he didn't play at all last year. And I don't Thirty two games. Twenty twenty. Wait, he, he played, played 32 50- games last year. Yep. Played 32 games. Oh, no, 194. So that's why
0: you probably forget about him.
1: Yeah, definitely why. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, fifty-four
0: games wow. in twenty twenty, so he played most of twenty twenty.
1: Huh, but he's thirty.
0: He's gonna be thirty-two this year.
1: Yeah, so I don't want to bet on that.
0: Not getting yeah. So, it, I mean, that's another thing that the Yankees still haven't gotten past is they seem to like hold on to these guys when they're you know out of their prime and aging and. You know, it made sense when it was like your core and it was like the, the fan base loved, you know, the Posadas and the Jeters and all those guys. But it's like, what, what the fuck do you keep? Like you said, you know, it's just Yankees.
1: A, it's such a weird combination of like very little athleticism, you know, and just like yeah. big guys that are going to wear down because that's what they do. Like they mm-hmm. got lucky last year that Stan and Judge didn't get hurt. Like that was lucky. Yeah. And it was the first They've time in a while. More than happened often than not, the last few years. You know what I mean? So yeah. <laughs> I just, uh, yeah, I wouldn't want to be a Yankees fan right now, that's for sure. No,
0: um, obviously, like,
1: and again, like the AL East
0: is so competitive. So, like, that's the other problem is, you know, again, you you have to compete. When you see that, when you see the Blue Jays going, you know, part of the big deal of you know really trying to go get Trevor Story is mo- more just to keep him away from the Red Sox too, because that. That hurts double, exactly. you know? Yeah, exactly. I I think about, um, you know, I feel like a deal that we forgot about because it happened, like, pre-lockout is Max Scherzer to the Mets. Um, and that's great twofold because you put him next to fucking Jacob deGrom, but also, you know, you take him away from a division opponent. So instead of having to see him, you know, yeah. five, six times or however many times you're going to face him in a year, like, he'll be pitching for you instead. So it just, you know, things like that... I you can't know, wait whole...
1: for the broadcast to compare Trevor Story to Isaiah Falefa all year. It's going to be great. Oh yeah. It's going to be Falefa great. has like two home runs and Trevor Story has 30. It's going to be great. So,
0: my favorite thing about working at MLB Network was um all the Yankees fans mm-hmm. just because like they'll lose like three games and they'll be like this season's over. Like, trade everybody. Garrett every Judge is awful. He's I hate him. He's he's the worst. And like you're just like relax but this year like when you're gonna be like wow isaiah kind of is hitting 200 he's really good like trevor story's hitting 300 like he's he just mashed it off the green monster like oh I, i'm just sad i'm not there because like i know that like on the day trevor story signed as much as i was excited as a red sox fan i was more excited and it's because i'm an asshole knowing that there were <laughs> yankees fans that were just so upset and and, like, have already written off the season. Like, they're barely better than the Orioles. Like, this is awful. Like, we're going to – we might as well finish in last place. And I'm just, like, good. I'm, like, yep. I be great. love it. So, but, yeah. Um, all right. Well, we're going to wrap up in a moment because you have a flight to catch in the morning. So, we got to let you get your beauty rest. I do. Um, but yeah, before I let you leave, Spencer, I mm-hmm. um, – it's the Oscars this weekend. And I know you're going to yeah, be on vacation, is. but um, I figure, you know, since you're, you know, the resident movie aficionado. Um, I mean, we both gonna are. Do some... I'll give you credit. We both too. are. Yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, we're probably going to watch Coda after this actually. So, you know, we got to get all our oh, all nice. watches in. Um, yeah. But rapid fire Oscar picks. Uh, okay. I have five categories for you. Uh-huh. Give them up. You're going to give me your pick. I feel, are you good? Are you prepared
1: for this? I, all right. Am I giving you most person I think most likely it will win, or person I want to win?
0: Person you want to win. I know that okay. that's obviously different because it's the definitely academy, different. But I want yeah. you, like, because you're you're our you're our critic, you're our aficionado here. Yeah. Um. So we're gonna start off. Actually, we'll, no, we'll save the best for last. So we're gonna okay. start off with actress in a supporting role.
1: Oh shit! I, was, I don't know if I was ready for that one. <laughs> oh
0: wait, hold on. No, I sent you the wrong list. Hold on.
1: No, no, no. That's fine. What? I can do it. Oh, all right, cool, cool, cool. Um, uh, Ariana DeBose. I don't know if that's how you spell her last, or say her last name, but uh, she was in West Side Story. So nice. she was really good in that, yeah. All
0: right, I realize I wrote down a different list than when I texted you, so uh, I that's okay. apologize, but I do have the list right here. Here we go. Okay. Best cinematography. Uh, Dune. Dune. I, I like yep. that pick. I love
1: it. Actress in a leading role. Um, shit. Uh, Nicole Kidman.
0: There we go. Also, great choice. Being Cardios Ricardos
1: was so good. Great. Movie. Everyone should go watch uh, that.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, it's on Amazon Prime. Everyone has Amazon Prime. Go fucking. Yeah. Watch everybody it. has that. Go watch it. Yeah. All right. Actor in a leading role.
1: Uh, Will Smith. Great. King, King Richard, Richard is so good. Awesome. Please go watch that movie. I haven't so seen good. that
0: one in a while. All right. Yeah. And I'm gonna give you a fake drum roll, but saving the best for last. Who's winning Best Picture? Belfast. Boom. Alright, you heard it here, folks. We don't know if it's gonna happen. This is Spencer's picks. Remember, disclaimer, put a nice disclaimer at the bottom. Uh yeah, and... just remember,
1: it's not the right picks, but it is so yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. But Oscars this weekend, tune in uh and we'll see Wait, what happens. What's your best picture? Uh my best picture is also Belfast. I you, you yeah. like you saw it and you were like you texted me and you were like, it's best picture. And I'm like, I don't know. Like I don't know that <laughs> but like I went and saw it and I was like, This is awesome. I love this. Yeah
1: like so you know
0: yeah absolutely so all right that's it i mean uh, yeah no that's that's it that's best picture i mean there what were a lot of baseball
1: podcasts are you gonna come on and get these oscar picks like you're not absolutely not, like we're, this is why you come to win Pod repeat is because we can bring varied cultural interests
0: yeah we're, we're all about pop culture which by the way uh, before we finish uh i went and saw batman the batman for a second time uh with will oh, on okay so uh, and let me tell you, uh, the first time it does not feel like three hours. The second time, it most <laughs> definitely feels like three
1: hours. Okay. That's good like, to know.
0: Will yeah. got out of the theater and he was like, it didn't feel like three hours. And I was like, yeah. Because, yeah, <laughs> like, that's you know where you are in the movie. Because, like, you're yeah. like, oh, okay. We're like halfway through. You're like, because, like, it's a murder mystery. So you're kind of like, you already know what happens. You yeah, know what happens. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. so I'm going to go see know, it again it, soon. So. There we go. Yeah, you'll have to give him your review, so you yeah. can give it give it to the people out here. So, but watch the movies, okay. Oscars, baseball coming up, uh, and we'll we'll do this all again next week. Spencer will be fresh off his uh, Utah vacation, so hopefully uh, no broken better... bones. Yeah, listen, uh, we can't. We already have Chris Sale on the injured list. We can't afford to have you on the injured list either. The good news is you that's only true. have to be able to stand in front of a webcam. So
1: that's true too. The yeah, bar's a point. lot lower.
0: <laughs> uh, so, but yeah. All right, folks, we will see you all next week.